and welcome to Miss Bossy Boots. Keeping it real, and we're certainly keeping it real today, for women <laughs> in business. How are you, Jane? Oh, Stace, how are you? <laughs> Let's start with you. <laughs> um, so I'm good. I got on a plane last Wednesday and flew all the way to the States. Three flights later, I stayed there for six hours, had a chicken salad, a little bit of a rest, and then got back on planes for another three days to get myself all the way home. And now that I'm home, I'm in isolation. Which, Hold up. Yeah. Hold which up. Is, which is actually fine because yes. I slept in this morning. I had no, no child going, Mom. I know. I'm slightly jealous, I must say. Um, so self-isolation almost feels like a bit of a luxury, even though I know it's not. Now, we should actually just, um, we should actually introduce this episode because this is actually a kind of newsflash. Um, bonus episode where we're actually speaking um to each other on a sunday afternoon which is not on our normally um our normal recording schedule is it sunday Ace and i have like, um, what day is it what yeah what, yeah you're probably days and confused but we um we thought amidst all the craziness and the hype and the ever-changing situation of COVID 19 and coronavirus that we'd put together a special episode around, you know, what businesses can do. So we're, we're going to push this episode in um, before a lot of our episodes go live um, and we're going to talk about something that's obviously really relevant today and changing every minute um, and in, a, in an effort to, to kind of help people um, move through this because Stace and I are very fortunate we're in a business group and we're all kind of sharing all of these tips and insights and articles and you know brainstorming with each other as to how we you know our individual businesses who are and they're all completely different businesses but how we approach you know the next two weeks in these times of dire uncertainty so so we thought we'd lead off with poor Stace's situation because she had (laughs) literally flown to the states to speak at a conference and of course once, as soon as she got there, the, the conference, as, as everything is cancelling around the world, this conference had cancelled. So poor Stace had to use all the dramatic skills that she had to uh, get on a flight back to Australia before her scheduled flight and, uh, and then self-isolate. So that's, that's where we're up to, people. That is. <laughs> and we thought we'd talk about uh, this entire crisis in terms of business and Jane and I lead very different businesses. So um, you start, Jane, in terms of your business and where we are currently, and of course it's always changing, what are you, what are you doing this week, next week, for the next month? What's your plan of attack for your business? Um, Stace, I'm fortunate in my business because I work from home. So I, you know, unlike other businesses, Um, I don't need to kind of change my routine or set myself up at home or notify people um, within my office as to what we're going to do um, for the next week, month, whatever we need to do, um, because I'm already working from home. What this also means is that um, there's a lot of talk about schools shutting down. There's certainly this week alone, you know, we had a rep basketball comp that, that was supposed to happen all weekend. That, you know, didn't happen. Um, and as a result of that, basketball has been cancelled for the next week. So all the kids' activities have pretty much been cancelled this week. School might be next. Basketball being cancelled was the most alarming part of news that my husband's heard all week. Uh, uh, so not the stock market, not yeah. the possibility of schools <laughs> being shut down, but he said there's no basketball indefinitely. 
Yeah. That like yeah. indefinitely there's going to be no basketball played at the stadium. I was yeah. like, and? Oh, don't worry. Yeah, my, <laughs> kids, my kids and he should talk because they're it's like. It's a really big deal. This is a, this is a big deal. <laughs> Um, so, so I'm, I feel fortunate because I'm set up because I can have my kids at home and I can work at home because that's how I roll through the school holidays. That's my life. I'm, I'm used to it. The other great thing, and I think this is something, this is something that I really hope a lot of businesses take out of this. At the end of the day, Stace, we are already so technologically enabled. Do you know what I mean? Like we have these incredible um, software and um, web enabled functionality where we can actually do so much of our work online. So for example, Zoom for me, I mean, I use Zoom daily. I have a full-time staff member who is actually in Darwin at the moment. She's, she's moving her way around Australia as her, as her partner um, does prac his final year of, of of Prac. And so she's actually, she's moved from Adelaide to, to Darwin. So we have daily meetings via Zoom. That is our office. She's in Darwin. I'm in Port Macquarie and we run the business and run our day-to-day activities via Zoom. So for me, I just, you know, I have Zoom meetings with my clients in Port Macquarie where I just go, do you know what? It is far more time efficient for us to just hop on to zoom for half an hour as opposed to me drive down park by the time we say hello or wait in reception da, 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 da. we turn a half an hour you know conversation into an hour conversation just by being completely inefficient with time yeah so for me all i'm going to do is actually i probably don't have to cancel much what i will do is just actually um, move a lot of my existing meetings and, um, you know, workshops, etc., onto a Zoom platform so that I can still go ahead with that consultation. Business won't stop. It will, you know, it won't delay my client or whoever who might um, need to really get this training or do this workshop so that we can keep going. Now, you're in a different situation because you have... Um, uh, you know, people coming in to, to dance at the studio, but you've also got a technologically enabled solution. Talk us through it. Yeah, and it's very similar to yours, Jane, in that we, um, we are currently kind of, uh, my teachers, I'm in isolation, obviously, I'm not doing anything, but I've, um, I've put out the directive that my teachers <laughs> have to get into the studio and record lessons on their, on their phones um, yep. and record them so that we can upload those so that if the event does happen, that school's shut down and we're kind of waiting to hear what the school system, what the Department of Education is doing and we'll take our lead from them. If they're going to shut down, then we're also going to shut down and instead of coming into the studio to do their classes, we're going to be providing virtual classes for our students to do and that will take two different formats. We'll either do them in a um, recorded way in that the teacher will record the class yeah. now and we'll upload it so that they can take it and do it in their, at their own leisure. Or yeah. we will have actual um, Zoom meeting times um, set up where the teacher yeah. is in the studio and people can participate live and give feedback. Yes. Um, yes. Where the teacher can actually watch the work and give feedback as well. Now, of course, you're not going to do a full contemporary, senior contemporary class sure. in your living room, but yeah. our teachers are very intelligent and know exactly how to modify classes uh, for a smaller space or a wider range of abilities and, and age groups. And um, I guess for us, the best part of our job is that interaction with the kids. So we, we're going to really see the difference in terms of our work because we're going to miss that, what, like that yeah. interaction and that, that face-to-face. 
Yeah. But in terms of still being able to provide a service during sure. this time, I think the bushfires were kind of like a, a dress rehearsal. Yes. I hate to say that, but um, yes. this all feels very familiar and very similar to what we went through in November. So yes. uh, that was, the, you know, we didn't do any virtual classes at that time. It was something we thought about, but, uh, you know, I just didn't literally have the brain space. Yeah. At, in, at this particular point in time, we've, we've learned our lessons from that um, and we're moving forward with, with some different solutions. And I've said to the staff, you know, it doesn't have to be just that we deliver a Twinkle Toes class every Tuesday. It doesn't mean that we're just going to be um, giving our community access to Twinkle Toes classes. What colouring in pages do we have for Twinkle Toes? What, um, you know, stretching yes. exercises can we give kids at home? Are there any dance classes we can develop where mum and child can do the class together? Can yes. we do some dance trivia? Can we, can we give our community some information and some education around, that, you know, that's dance-based, but that the, yes. the family can participate in? Because if families are going to be locked up in isolation or um, what's the word? What are we doing? We're self-distancing. Self, self, um, Self-isolating, so, it? It self yeah. yeah. So if yeah. we're going to be doing that, you know, families are going to be at home looking for things to do. And well, so, that's exactly right, yeah. yes. And so yes. doing something together that's physical that, you know, I also said to the staff it's a great way for the parents in our community to see what we do with the kids in the classroom because a lot of our parents, that's unless right. they come to open week, would have no idea what kind of teacher, you know, yeah. Miss Lauren is or, or what Mr Pete does in a conditioning class. But Hopefully this experience will enable them to get to know us and our brand and what we deliver a little bit more. And so we're trying to turn it into a positive and, and yeah. see the ways we can use this situation for our potential. And so I encourage everyone who does have a business and are thinking, you know, there's, it's really easy to get swept up in the hype and think about all of the, oh, this is not the same and we don't know about this and what's going on with this. Where are the positives you can find in your business and the ways that you can use this to get closer, figuratively, not actually? Yeah. To your customers. Yeah. And look, it's it's definitely not going to be that easy for all businesses. You know, this is one of the the competitive advantages of being a small um, agile business where, where we can do this. We have the ability to be able to make quick decisions and be able to kind of activate this, this technology that we've got at our fingertips. But of course, you and I use this technology all the time. So it's easy for us to just to be able to turn that on. You know, surely there are lots of businesses who won't have ever heard of Zoom or, you know, haven't necessarily got the stable internet connection at home to be able to activate Zoom. Yeah. Um, so there's there's always going to be that situation. I guess it's it's okay. What can you do now? But also, what can you learn from this? And one thing I had a coffee with with one of our um, fellow um, business group um, business minds group masterminders yeah. to today, and he has he he has a business that is nowhere near as easy to kind of just make decisions around um in this situation so yeah. and so so he's in retail um so apple apparently apple and there was another one um i can't remember which one apple um are just going to have made the decision globally to shut down all of their stores for yeah. two weeks worldwide yeah and i said that's all well and good but if nobody else shuts down their stores worldwide for two weeks it's kind of not the, like there's there's probably no point to it and like certainly a smaller business um uh, you know a smaller business who, who who won't necessarily have the cash flow just to be able to shut down their their business for two weeks Absolutely you know what not. then happens if 
Um, so they shut down their, their business for two weeks and then the government four weeks later, because the situation worsens, goes, okay, it's a Australia-wide shutdown for the next two weeks and then they have to shut down. They can't afford to do that. Yeah. So we were talking through the staff implications um, for someone like himself in terms of, you know, he's needing to, to calculate, well, who you know, who do I prioritise and there's full-time versus casual and, yep. you know, who's got dependents and who doesn't, like who can afford to actually go without shifts and who can't, like how yep. do you make that decision? Yeah. You know, like this is, there are some businesses where this is going to, this is, they're not going to be able to come up with a solution um, right now. The other, the other thing I think that's a bit difficult for other businesses to, to navigate is there isn't like a single direct leadership. Spain, for example, announced today that for 14 days they are shutting down the nation. Like it's a directive from the Prime Minister or President, whoever, whatever Spain has, um, to shut down the country for two weeks. Yeah. Now, in that situation, there's clarity. Whether you agree with it or not, whether it's harmful for businesses, for school, for whatever or not, there's a clear decision. So then businesses are able to just, you know, if we're all in it together, then there's a much bigger result. The problem I think that we have in Australia is you've got some businesses who are trying to find solutions, some businesses who can find solutions and easily kind of just nimbly shift their business to a different gear for a couple of weeks because they can. Yeah. And then there's some businesses that are a lot bigger than that and they won't be able to move this quickly. What they might be able to do, though, is to prepare for this situation. You know, I think, and this is what we were saying at Coffee Today, we live in a time of complacency. We live in a time of convenience. We live in a time of consumerism. You know, our generation has not had to withstand, we haven't had to face this crisis or this, this kind of existential, existential crisis so we're not prepared for it because we no. just take so much for granted. We take yeah. so much for granted. Like look at the toilet paper situation. We don't know to ha how to handle ourselves in, in a situation. No. So if anything, you know, you might not be able to do much in your situation now, but you should, can sure as hell learn from it, you know, for, okay, once this is over, what do we do to make sure that we're prepared for that? One of our other um, business minds, mastermind group, he um, runs training and it's face-to-face -face training. So um, I'm not sure whether they're set up to and how much they're set up to actually um, deliver via Zoom or via virtual classroom. You well, know, but there's he, rules around that in terms of the things that he's providing, uh, yeah. national qualifications. And yes. are you able to get this certificate without actually seeing the person face-to-face? -face? And assessing. Because yeah. it's, it's physical learning. So it's not necessarily sitting there taking notes. You know, there's physical components to the class. So, you know, some of the suggestions for him have been you just need to, you know, go ahead with it until there's a, a, a more a clear directive. However, here's the list of rules that you need to circulate before, you know, turning up. So no one who is feeling slightly unwell can attend the course. Everybody must wash their hands. There's hand sanitizer on, you know, on each desk. Um, yeah. There's no shaking hands. There's no physical contact. Um, 
And even just things like, you know, making sure there's fresh air coming into the room because whilst the, like the, the aeroplanes are actually, the, the um, like Qantas, et cetera, are publishing videos and, um, and emails saying it's actually safe to fly because we've got these, you know, in, intense um, air filtration systems, which they would have to have anyway, not just yeah. for this sort of thing. Yeah. So it's okay to be in a confined space because we have these infiltration systems that are designed to cope for, you know, disease filtering and all the rest. But that doesn't extend to um, boardrooms or conference rooms or because they don't. They just have that, that air conditioning that actually spreads disease half yeah. the time. Yeah. So again, it's like, okay, well, if you're, you know, review that situation and go, well, is this is this actually safe to put people in a confined space for, for two hours yeah. or can we open some windows or can we actually conduct the training outside altogether? Yeah. And things like, you know, other surfaces being wiped down and the keyboards all clean, the, yes. you know, the coffee equipment that you've got in the corner for people to have a cup of tea at lunchtime, like thinking about avoiding exposure for people to surfaces and things that, you know, in an ideal world, you'd think about all the time anyway, just for hygiene purposes. But in times like this, that become, you know, so imperative that everybody's all across it. Yeah. I think it's important as well in terms of business for you to be communicating with your customers yes, where I you're at. I was just about to say that. Like, I think out of everything, communication at this point is paramount. Yeah. I mean, I did a live this morning on our in my pyjamas on our Facebook group just because I, I've i been travelling. I don't know what day it is, what time it is, where I'm at. I was a bit out of it yesterday, but I had a good night's sleep last night and then I woke up and thought to myself, oh, no, like we cancelled classes yesterday uh, because there was a, a threat in the building, which yep. um, was just suspected, but we don't yep. intend on cl uh, stopping classes tomorrow. So... I need to let people know that because yes. it's been 24 hours and no one's heard anything. Yes, yeah. People are going to start asking questions and and looking for leadership in, in that moment. And I was in my pyjamas and I was not in the mood, but that's beyond the point. That was my role and so I yes, that's right. turned it on that's and right. gave them all the information that I had at the time. And That's right. And, and that's I think that's important. Want. Yeah, people are just looking for that reassurance. We have so many unanswered questions at this point and we're really just dealing with our immediate situation. So we've got so many un unanswered questions about, I think, the next six months. But oh, really, completely. we just need to actually get through our day-to-day. -day. So if brands and businesses are helping us get through that by, by giving us this proactive communication and and some brands that um, I think are doing this very, very well are Airbnb. Like I've got a trip booked um, in June to to Europe. Um, so of course, you know, I've 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 started looking into well, what's cancellation policies? You know, what where do I stand with all my existing bookings, etc. I go on to Airbnb. The first thing that comes up on the screen is their coronavirus policy, which is written in layman's terms. It's made very, very clear. And the first thing that they actually said is that we've actually waived, um, you know, our existing cancellation policies for areas that have essentially been um, 
deemed as a no travel zone. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, okay, great. I know exactly where I stand. And thank you for just giving me all of this information instead of making me dig through all of my individual reservations, dig yeah. through your, you know, complicated cancellation, um, you know, policies, et cetera, et cetera. You've just made life so easy for me. More importantly, you have just secured a customer for life because I know the reason why I had so much um, confidence in booking with Airbnb was because in the bushfires, um, sorry, in the fires earlier on in, in November, I'd actually booked accommodation to Byron Bay and within 24 hours of leaving, we couldn't actually go. I had to cancel, which usually that means you forfeit your whole amount of, 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 of accommodation. Yeah. Um, but due to extenuating circumstances, you can apply and say, you know, the roads were shut. I couldn't get there. I would like a refund. They handled that so beautifully. Um, I was speaking to someone on their messaging system who was so proactive. Um, they kept me informed at every stage, even if there had been a delay of a couple of hours while they were waiting on an answer for something, the, the person behind the messenger would be saying, um, just to let you know, we're still on to this. Um, we're just we're still waiting for a response on you know this matter or whatever. So that just kept me like I was shocked at how much communication was coming out. And sure yeah. enough, full refund received. So yeah. I took from that. I have every confidence to go and book and to use you and preference you yeah. in the future because you have handled that so well by your proactive communication and. Your customer-centric approach. This is not about you. You're not sitting there going, oh, we're losing all the money. Oh, this, you know, the, our yeah. poor host, our poor system. We could go out of business. You know, bad luck. You're just going to have to, you know, deal. Yeah. Um, they are all about the customers and they are all about that, that communication. Qantas did a similar thing. They sent out that video proactively. Yeah. Woolworths are doing a similar thing. They're sending out um, emails to their database. This is what's happening with the toilet paper. They're segmenting their database and sending emails to their elderly customers saying, here's all the things that we're doing to make your life easier and make sure that you guys get your, your meals and your toilet paper above everybody. Brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, I do have to complain about Qantas though because that <laughs> when, I got, when, I, well, yeah, when I got to the other side, I um, rang them five hours on hold um, got through, they said, yes, we'll change your Sunday ticket to a Thursday ticket. You just need to go to the airport. Get to the airport. They said, we'll note it on your file. Everything's fine. Get to the airport. Of course, they say, we, we have no, we have no, um, we no, have no, no record, no oh, record of that. So you God. need to pay for a ticket. So I had to pay for a ticket to Dallas. Then I got to Dallas. The person at Dallas said, we have no, we have no, you know, record of that. And I said, but I spoke, to, I spoke to somebody from Qantas and this is what they said. And he said to me, well, you didn't speak to me. Oh. And I was like, no, I, why would I have spoken to you? <laughs> Dude, you don't work in the call centre. Like, hello. And he's like, you'll need to pay for a new ticket. Yeah. And do you know that is the difference, and again, this goes back to brand, what their marketing team is doing is fantastic. Yeah, but I've had this experience with Qantas before as well. Some of their ground floor staff are just arrogant. 
So the it's so unhelpful. Yeah. So the follow-up is that, yes, get your communication right in business, but then make sure that your team understands um, that communication and that it's consistent. Because that's who people are going to be dealing with. Yeah. So their branding is, is landing in. So in the case of Qantas, you know, that, la that lands in my inbox and I go, yay, Qantas, thank you, you're amazing. I'm so glad that I chose to stick with you. Yeah. And then I get to the airport in your situation and have such a bad and rotten experience that I go, do you know what, Qantas, never again. I will never fly with you. Left so me you've standing just wasted. at the desk crying for 20 minutes. Yeah. But then a, a lovely man came in and helped me, but he charged me the change fee, which is the thing that they'd said on the phone was, look, in this current climate, we're waiving, we're waiving that change fee. Um, and honestly, at the time, I just couldn't be bothered. I just paid it and came home. But yeah. now I'm like procrastinating writing the cranky email because I'm, yeah. like, cause I'm just like, yeah. Be consistent, yeah. people. Yes. Yes. I'm yes. consistent. Look at look at the amount of frequent fly points I have with you. I fly with yes. you all the time. That's right. I'm consistently loyal. Yes. You need to be consistent with your message. Yes. And look, you know, off the back of that and not so much Qantas, but I think too as citizens, we need to be a bit forgiving. Again, not so much in this situation, because Qantas do that all the time. It's not just not just them. But I think we also need to be a little bit forgiving of businesses as well as they navigate this time. Do you know yes. what I mean? Like this is a time, like say, for example, the travel agent that I'm dealing with at the moment, the poor thing, like she oh would Oh, my gosh, just hug be, a travel agent, right? Hug a travel agent. But don't, I mean, be, don't hug. Sorry. No, 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 no hugging. Virtually, virtually, yeah. virtually Love. hug your travel, travel agents. <laughs> she... But she would just be dealing with so many people. And, yes, I'm worried and, yes, I'm anxious about losing my money and, yes, you know, I need questions answered. But, you know, I also am very empathetic to her situation and realise that she's doing she's the very hell. best that she can. Yeah. So for, you know, for us as customers and consumers and citizens and, and community members, I think we also need to just cut businesses a bit of slack yeah. Um, particularly small businesses, particularly local businesses that just won't be in a situation that you know, in a in a um in a spot that they can kind of just rapidly respond to this. Everyone's gonna be doing the very best that they can. Um, so just being a, a nicer human being in this <laughs> at this point is probably something that we can all do as well. Yeah. 100%. Just a few other things I was thinking about in terms of, um, especially if you have a, a bricks and mortar business, I know there is a big flurry over toilet paper and I'm not encouraging anybody to be ridiculous, but you do need to have a look at your inventory and see where you're at. If you, um, like we've got a sanitation station out the front of the studio. So as you come in our front door, there's a desk set up with tissues and sanitizer and wipes and all of that. But, right. it's, but you know, we've also thought and, you know, being proactive in terms of making sure that we have enough soap and we have enough tissues and we have enough yeah. um, cleaning products to make sure that there's, you know, the sanitation in terms of the dance studio is exactly what we're saying it is because we want to yes. be consistent. We don't want to say we're wiping down the ballet bars after every class and then all of a sudden we don't have any Glen 20 and we're not yeah. doing that. Like, so yeah. have yeah. a think about your inventory, have a think about what you what you need. If you have the opportunity to offer alternatives for you know, perhaps you've got an event that's coming up yes. in your business. Is there a date that you can pick now that's six months down the track that you could, you know, change it to, postpone it to them just to alleviate people's fears? 
yes. and to try and give people that sense of um, you know, giving them the information so they can then make decisions based around that. Oh, I was so cross, Jane. I, um, I had flights booked for um, my birthday weekend next weekend. You and I were meant to be going yes. to Sydney. Al yes. was going to throw me, hey, Al, wow. Al was going to throw me a birthday party and get me a cake. I still expect the cake. I lost a flower. Just and a saying. birthday party. Yeah. I still need a party, even though we're not going to Sydney. But I'd booked a flight down for that. And so I thought to myself, well, I can move that flight now and change it to, for the Telstra Business Awards because I yes. wasn't going to be going to that. But my America tour has been postponed, so I can now go to the awards. Yes. So I paid $198 to change the flights for that. And within an hour, I oh. cancelled the ceremony. And I literally, I, I screamed. I was in the Qantas Club and I was like, ah! <laughs> I was so cross oh. about it. But you know, it's going to be, I think there's going to be a bit of a bit of a few wins and a few losses with those sorts of things. Cause I figure we're not going to be able to anticipate like that's like with my flights and my um, intrepid tour that we've got booked for June. Like, I think if we do cancel that, you're running the gauntlet in terms of going, Oh, you know, I need to, I need to, to take the risk almost and not, cancel it because i bet as soon as we cancel it they postpone it you know or they they cancel it it's like the um the standoff kind of thing the mexican standoff like who's going to cancel first who's going to impose yeah. the cost yeah and you know i think we'll have so much of this like because we lost you know there was a group of us that booked for that weekend and we lost all of that accommodation which it was thousands of dollars thousands worth of, of accommodation yeah. um and look, who knows? We might we might be able to actually postpone that. Who I, I doubt it though. Um, we all just need to go to Sydney for the weekend. I know Pick somebody else's birthday. You win, you win, and it's it's, it's going to be a case of you, you're just going to win some and you're going to lose some, yep. and that's just the way it's going to be. Yep. Unfortunately, unfortunately. So yes, so our, our biggest, I guess, takeaways from from this are, are really about you know. How can you use your technology to continue doing what you're doing, even if it is just at a diluted rate? So as you said, like it's not like you're going to be running every single class the way you would be running it if you were face-to-face, -face, but you're doing the best that you can with the, the tools that you have yep. to keep business as usual. You know, what can you do there? If you can't do something for this time, what, you know, can you sit down at the end of this period and write a debrief and go, okay, what could we do better next time? Yeah. And I, um, I am grateful in this particular situation that I did learn from the bushfires back in November yes. and put a new policy in place in terms of um, events that are outside of our control. Yes. And so I now have Perfect. that in place for Perfect. this is very much an event outside of our control and, and oh, we're really? acting accordingly. We should, there's no excuse for all of us as business owners to not have that policy at the end of this. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like this yes. is something that we should all do as an absolute must for, for next time. So there's, there's the technology, there's the hygiene and the, and the communication, communication around that hygiene. Um, there's the communication full stop. And, yep. and think of your customers at this point. Yes, you're going through a lot of pain, but it's not about you right now. It's about, you know, making sure that your customer's okay, that they're feeling, you know, assured um, and, and confident in terms of how you're managing that situation. And I can guarantee that if you are thinking about your customer and communicating with your customer um, 
you know, even if it's overkill in terms of communicating with your customer, I don't think there's any such thing as overkill with, with communication right now. No. Everyone's going to appreciate any bit of information that they can get. Um, so, so continue communicating, even if you don't know what's going on, just say, we don't know what's going on. We're working on it. We'll let you know ASAP. Yeah. And for, for you personally, if you're getting a bit anxious and which I know a lot of people are overwhelmed because this is also out of our control, get off your phone, stop reading the <laughs> yeah. 15 different pieces of information that are coming past every hour. Stop reading every press release and every article that's being shared. That's right. Turn your phone off, go outside, yeah. take a deep breath. Give yourself some time to process. Um, oh, my gosh, I can't believe these words are about to come out of my mouth and my cousin Jackie will die when she hears this. But try and get into some nature so that you can get some You'll like, be going context. You'll be going for a run along the break wall before you know it. Oh, my right? gosh. It's not going to go that far. But just stepping away, I just being in airports and in, in aeroplanes, I was I was just on devices the entire time and I really feel and and just even just organizing in terms of the business and being in isolation I'm on the laptop I'm on the phone I'm watching the iPad I'm and I'm just like actually what I want to do when I get out of here is just switch it all off and and go out go outside and take a deep breath so if you're feeling overwhelmed take some time for you take the kids for a walk yeah get them to ride their bikes have a breath. Take some, take some deep breaths. Do yeah. some meditations, and and I think finally, just that that um, emphasis emph- emphasis on being a nice person through this. You know, as a business yeah. owner, as a customer, as a community member, be considerate of others. You know, we're all doing our best here. Um, we're all in this together. So if we can kind of work together um, to to build solutions, we're all going to be far better off. Yeah, Brene Brown posted that we're all in this together. Hand washing, social distancing, community thinking. We, not I. Our, not my. Us, not them. Yeah. Love. I love Love, it. love, love. Yeah. And on that yeah. note, we Perfect. will leave you with this bonus episode of Miss Bossy Boots. Thank you so much for listening. I'm feeling a bit silly, Jane, because we've been batching all of our episodes and trying to get really well recorded ahead of time because I was going away on my big America trip, which is now not happening. And the last episode that we recorded, which I'm going to, I'm just going to leave it as it is, but it says, um, and you know, when you, when you're listening to this, I would, I would have just seen Billy Joel, which I'm not, I'm not I seeing know, Billy Joel. Stace, I, I keep thinking about it and I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> I keep thinking Joel. about it. I know. And that's what's making me the most sad about your situation. It's not that you have to postpone <laughs> your tour. It's Bill, the Billy Joel situation. It's the Billy Joel situation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Look, look. I'd said to Heath, if it all blows over by the second of May, you're on. We are just using all the frequent flyer points we have, getting on a plane and going to that show. I'm not getting a <laughs> refund. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, keep the dream alive. Stay keep the dream alive. Let's keep see the what dream happens. Alive. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jane. I appreciate um, you making the time on a Sunday afternoon. As you, we'll see. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 